This is the Geekery Update with Alan and Brian. I'm Alan. And I am Brian. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this is the first episode of the Geekery Update. Uh, you will hear um, a lot of news, a lot of geekery news. Uh, that's what this will be all about. Um, I'm Alan D. Lyons, and this is my pal Brian Biggs. And you may have heard us on the Brain Digestion podcast. Uh, we kind of we did a couple of special episodes on there where we talked about more recent things. Otherwise, Brain Digestion was a lot about theorizing and our fandoms. But from those two special episodes. Uh, where we talked about more recent things, we kind of oh had the the idea, had the feeling that we should do something more like that, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, no offense to the other guys on there, but oh no, they're great. Oh, no, they're great. But yeah, this is this is the two of us. We may get them on there sometime, get them on here, but but yeah, this is the geekery update. And uh, so, speaking of updates, you you have a few, right, Brian? I do, um, and I'm going to go ahead and share the screen real quick so you guys know where I'm getting my source. Um, obviously, the Hollywood Reporter is one of the most reliable um, in the insider trade when it comes to you know entertainment. Uh, it looks like they were actually the ones that exclusively broke it. Um, it wasn't any of those insiders that you know we follow on Twitter themselves. So it's, it's a Pretty big information if the Hollywood reported, re- Reporter recorded it first. It's uh, not We so, Got This Covered. No, it's definitely not We Got This Covered <laughs> or Cosmic News Resources. Uh, <laughs> we like to tell jokes in this. Uh, but it looks like Jared Leto, Le- Jared Leto is returning to play the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Cool. Um, and cool. this will be interesting. Yeah, the director's cut that's going to be an HBO Max exclusive. Uh, kind of a big right. deal because uh, you know it changes the story quite a bit if, if he's in it. So, what do you think? What, what, why, well, why are we getting Justice League? I think I mean I like uh, Jared Leto. You know he thought he was out when they did the whole Walking Phoenix movie, mm-hmm. and then we thought that well we thought Ben Affleck was out when they went ahead and we're going to do Robert Pattinson and the Batman, but. Mm-hmm. We, as we heard that, uh, you know, we're actually going to get a Snyder cut that, you know, uh, Ben Affleck will have a chance to come back. Um, and in the, the Flashpoint movie that they're planning, uh, we are going to get Ben Affleck back in that. Mm-hmm. Probably just a cameo, but we'll have him and Michael Keaton. But um, mm-hmm. so, you know, where there was all that. And so now we get word that. Uh, Jared Leto will be in this, so that I I think that's really neat. Um, in the Su- in Suicide Squad, I wasn't like a lot of people. I wasn't too keen on his performance, but I think that had to do with the way they cut it. We didn't Absolutely. get enough chance to see Leto as the Joker. I agree, a hundred percent. So this and will give us more chance to see how he was like. Absolutely. And I think anyone that likes movies can agree that Jared Leto is a phenomenal actor. So much talent. Yeah. So much, so much deserving of another chance to reprise that. I'm excited movie. for Morbius. I want to yes. see him as Morbius. Yes. He is going to be a great Morbius. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to be so good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 
you know, it's it almost changes the movie completely. Like, I really think the Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder Justice League is just going to look different, feel different. Totally, I think it'll be better. Uh, Zack Snyder, like him, not like him, kind of, you know, everyone has their opinions, but I, I think he was... He's got to complete that story, too. He started absolutely. the story with Man of Steel on to BVS, Batman vs. Superman. He's got to complete it. Absolutely. The, he had said how only, like, a small percentage of his actual movie, of his script, made it into the theatrical release. Absolutely. So this will be something different. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because for the whole dark side thing. I want to, because this supposedly is going to be more about dark side. Right. Yeah, it's it definitely adds it adds more gold to the pile of interest. So I'm really, I you know, it's it's definitely news that I think is exciting. I, yeah. Like I, I like I said that I think Joker is one of the most iconic role roles ever. Not just in comics, I think just ever. And I mean, let's face it, two actors have won awards for the role already. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's it's an iconic role, and for the fact that Jared Leto's given an opportunity to come back, uh, I'm I'm very happy for him. I think I'm excited to see what just, uh, Zack Snyder does with Justice League, and I really think they're doing it the right way, giving HBO Max the exclusive rights to that content, oh, uh, while also giving Snacks Zack Snyder full reign to make the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say does bum me out just a little bit is uh, we haven't seen uh, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, uh, Ezra Miller, or any of the – Ray Fisher, Jason any – uh, Jason Momoa. None of them have came back to refilm the scene. So um, that's the only concern I have is hopefully he has enough in his discovery of what he has filmed to just grab Snatch from and make it completely and new yeah. entirely. So I'm excited. All right, what else we got going on? Well, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, uh, we, we, we did get news, uh, I believe it was um, this morning, that um, one of the writers for Falcon and Winter Soldier came out and essentially, to sum up what he said, characters from the early Marvel movies, Iron Man 1, The Incredible Hulk, whether you consider it MCU or not, is completely irrelevant. It is canon. It is part of the MCU. It's just kind of weird that it's Edward Norton. We'll move on from that. Uh, You got Thor. You got Iron Man 2. You got uh, everything pre-Avengers, basically. So there's a lot of potential. uh, And the fact that he specifically said characters from the early movies leads me to believe, based off news we've had in the past, that the Thunderbolts are almost for certain... uh, for certain upcoming projects. Um, I think Abomination is a possibility. I think Justin Hammer is a huge possibility. I think the, I, I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, but the guy that played Justin Hammer was wonderful in that role. He yes. did. I, I know it's like kind of a weird thing to say, like great acting, but he was just so charismatic. He was Justin Hammer. He nailed the role. I would love to see him return. Well, and if you remember, there was that short when they were still doing the Marvel one shots. They did all hail the king, where they kind of explained the whole uh, Mandarin thing with Trevor Slatery being the actor, and then they had um, you know, the real Mandarin is looking for you or whatever, and 
supposedly that's what uh, Shing Shing Chai is gonna jump off of. But you had Justin Hammer there in the prison. He was. They showed a little clip of him. Uh, he was talking to somebody else, another uh, villain or something. I think I can't remember who it was now. It's been a while since I watched that. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so that was a little tease there. Surely saying that we're not done with Justin Hammer. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't believe I can't think of the guy's name either. He was in. Um, there was that movie where he interviewed Richard Nixon. I think it was Nixon. Yes. Cost. And then he was also in a movie with Nicolas Cage. Uh, was it Matchstick Men? I didn't see that one. Okay. Um, I failed. I have failed oh. this city. <laughs> All right, Arrow. <laughs> uh, but oh, I can't. I think it was Matchstick Men, but it was something about Nicolas Cage had like OCD and his daughter came to visit or whatever. And that actor was like a. Because a, he was a businessman or whatever. So the actor that plays Justin Hammer was like his. Part, business partner or something but right. but yeah um so i'm hoping that we would see justin hammer back in here i'm hoping he's one of the old villains mm -hmm. abomination uh there was that throwaway line that they made on agents of shield where uh colson had i think he threatened um grant ward to throw him in prison with uh he didn't use abomination by name he said uh mil blonsky yep and so that kind of showed you, okay, so he's still out there. And so hopefully maybe in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they would go to that prison. I think it was like somewhere in Alaska or something, he said. Right. And we'll see more of him. Um, yeah, who who else? Uh, who are the other villains? Who, who, who else do you think? Because Obadiah Stane, um, the dude, uh, he's, he's dead. He gone. Yeah, he so gone. He gone. So not him. Um, obviously, Loki. You know, he was the villain for for the first Thor. He's obviously been around. Yeah, he's everybody, and everybody loves Loki. That's why he has his own show. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, who else? Um. So, um, yeah. there was a picture. There was a picture. Um, I can't find it anymore. But there was a picture that I came across a couple days ago. Of uh, it was a picture of Falcon and Winter Soldier filming. And you had Falcon, you had Winter Soldier, and then you had a man. They, they were all, it was like a triangle back to back to back. So you could see Winter Soldier's face in the side of Anthony Mackie. Okay. But they, the, person, the third character that had their back to him, based off height of the other two characters and real or actors in real life, and based off, um, there's a possibility uh, that we could be looking at a Winter Soldier, Falcon, and Zemo team up. Okay, yeah. Um, I think what's going to happen, I, I know this just, you know, but just based off that picture that I saw, it would not shock me, guys, if U.S. or the U.S. agent, agent, whatever, agent. Yeah, U.S. agent. Yeah, U.S. agent. Would not shock me if uh, he becomes, like, he, he took the serum and he becomes strong and buff. It would not shock me if he becomes violent because uh, there were, you know, there's the, the potential of, brain chemistry changing and like like the doctor who created the original serum said it takes the most like the best part of you or the worst part of you right. if you're bad and amplifies it because that's the and way that's they what... explained red skull was yeah. he was the, he was one of the first ones he took it before steve rogers did mm -hmm. and that's what transformed him into red skull 
Absolutely. And that's what made Steve Rogers. That's why he chose Steve Rogers. It had nothing to do with. He was pure heart. He, he was pure heart. He was he was willing to do the right thing. Which is he why he didn't look me, Elnor. Yeah, exactly. He was worthy. I mean, yep. and let's not even go on how perfect Chris Evans was for that role. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Zemo actually turns out in some facet in this show to become a good guy, if you okay. will. Uh, and it, I, I really think that's going to be what leads to the Thunderbolt. Zemo is going to be the leader of the Thunderbolt. I'm just I excited think. about him wearing his purple mask. Dude, don't even get me started on that. That is it's <laughs> one of my favorite Marvel costumes in all yes. of the Marvels. That purple, like lined. Oh my god, I love that god. Oh god, I love when, it. When when he didn't wear that in Captain America Civil War, I thought that was such a disservice. I was like, come on, but so they're they're redeeming that. Yeah, but let's let's also be honest, all the Marvel movies combined, he's probably top five, if not top three best villains we've had so far. Um, and you could almost even make the, you could almost make the argument he's number one, because uh, Kevin Feige's even said out loud if the Avengers weren't split up, the snap would have never happened. Oh, that's you know? true. Yeah, well, he's very a very psychological villain. He yes. he attacked their psyches, not their uh, their bronze. Now what yeah. was that? Um, now you had a whole theory that you uncovered. Uh, about Madripoor, because yeah. I, mean, I know that Madripoor is gonna, uh, they're gonna go there in this series. Mm -hmm. Now, so they, yeah, tell tell me about that. The whole scoop. So what happened was Charles Murphy. He has a patron account. Charles Murphy. If nobody knows who he is, he is a. Uh, I'm not gonna reveal where he lives or what he does for a living, but he's basically this guy that is stupid knowledgeable. And when I say, when I say stupid knowledgeable. I mean, he is basically a walking Marvel encyclopedia. He knows his stuff. Uh, long story short, he was on his Patreon account and he uh, supposedly revealed um, a major cameo in Winter Soldier or Falcon and Winter Soldier and everybody immediately hopped on it's Wolverine, it's Wolverine, it's Wolverine. And he has since then deleted that said post. Nobody got a screenshot, so we don't have any confirmation. He has since argued till he is blue in the face. He did not say Wolverine, and he did not actually reveal the character that he heard was going to be in it. Now, someone did ask him. I know you can't say who that character was, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked will we be? 10 being Iron Man dies. He said 11 out of uh, 11. Okay, so whatever. I mean, it wasn't terribly shocking per se that Iron Man died. I think we can all agree Black Widow shocked us way more. Uh, but what I think we can all concur on is that holy smokes. Uh, <laughs> so whoever it is, it's going to be a big time reveal. It's going to be a big time character. Uh, there's theories now that it could be Captain Steve Rogers could make an appearance as old man Steve Rogers. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it, I doubt 100, I, I'm 98% certain it's not Wolverine um, and I only say that because that is such a big name to cast that is such a big role to cast for you can't just cast Wolverine and nobody find out unless the actor himself found out recorded his scenes as Wolverine and somehow that guy is super super awesome and just keeps the secret to himself yeah um, 
stuff like that doesn't happen very often. So I highly doubt it's Wolverine. I would be leaning more towards something like Steve Rogers, potentially somehow, some way, some shape or form, Tony Stark. Um, there's there's just so many possibilities, but I, I, I think it's going to be someone we recognize. I think now that you've said Steve Rogers, I know that Chris Evans had said he was done, but I think out of all those possibilities you just listed, I'm leaning more towards the St- old man Steve. Yes. Because there is, um, you know, some of the series is going to lift from, uh, I think the title was called All New, All Different uh, Cat in America or something like that. Right. Where Falcon had took on the persona. He had his whole suit with the wings, and but it was red, white, and blue like Cat in America. You had right. that series there. And uh, Steve was old, and like there were scenes where Sam, Sam Wilson, he would go and talk to Steve Rogers, and he's like on a boat fishing, and he'd just talk to him about advice and stuff. Right. I I was hoping that when we did see him uh, in at the end of Endgame, where he lived out his life and he was old, when we finally saw that, I was hoping that in this Falcon and the Winter Soldier series that he would come back as the old man Steve for those scenes that I read in that comic book. So when you mentioned that, I, uh, that kind of put that thought in my brain that that could be that. Because it can't be Wolverine, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it could be. Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, like I said, I'm 98% certain it's not, but 2%, nobody thought the Patriots were going to come back from in the Super Bowl when they were down 28-3. to So anything is a possibility when you live in 2020, baby, right? <laughs> right. Um, but no, if it was Wolverine, to me, that would be number one. Uh, and I'm just going to be honest, I think that would be a disservice to Hugh Jackman. Um, I think that would do him dirty. I think that we need to give at least a five-year spread, at least a five-year spread between Logan and we see Wolverine again. 2017, so we still have to, till 2022. Uh, I think Kevin Feige thinks the same same exact way. He loves the character Wolverine. He loved Hugh Jackman's role as it. I do not think uh, Kevin Feige would allow Wolverine just yet. Okay. Um, but that's not to say it's not him. Now, that being said... Charles Xavier. Uh, it's been confirmed that Madripoor is going to be an, appear in the series. Uh, um, and, you know, if, if Madripoor is in it, the X-Men possibilities are insane. Uh, I also want to point out that there is a very, there's a couple ideals of how mutants come to be. Number one, WandaVision. Right. Multiverse, right? Number two, when Tony Stark made the second snap or the Hulk made the snap, one of those two snaps sent out an energy force around Earth that mutated people's genetics. Kind of similar how they did on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they did the whole uh, Inhumans. Yes, the the Terrigan blast or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, and I honestly, I'm leaning towards that snap. I think... And here's what's going to happen. You have to remember the Sokovia Accords. Okay, this right. is so incredibly important. Um, Sokovia Accords still exist in theory, right? In theory, Sokovia Accords still exist. Spider-Man: Far From Home literally takes place right after Endgame. At the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man is routed as a villain. So all of a sudden, the world is turning against heroes. 
So why, if you were a mutated person, let's say storm and you can control the weather, why would you want anyone to know that you are suddenly superpowers? Right. right? So I think And the possibly, whole gist of X-Men uh, being mutants, that was their whole thing. They fought right. for a world who hated them. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, like everyone's like, why are why why do they why do people dislike mutants more than they dislike other heroes like Spider-Man and Iron and yeah. it's let's be honest, Charles Xavier can read your mind. He can stop your mind from processing time while still consciously talking to you. Iron Man can't do that. Storm can control the weather. Thor can't even do that, right? Uh, you got uh, uh, Mystique. He, she can change into any character, anyone in the world. Just boom, change into that person. That's kind of a freaky superpower, right? Okay, let's dwell on that for a second. Um, but let me play the devil's advocate there. Uh, the Hulk, I mean, he's not a mutant, but Bruce Banner turns into this raging monster, and he's raging. He, he destroys and he smashes stuff. That's a threat. He's not a mutant, though. Or is he? Okay, so uh, we have to remember with Hulk in Age of Ultron, before... I'm just going to give the timeline real quick. I'll be fast. Age of Ultron, he almost destroys a city. The world turns against him. Nobody likes Hulk. He just went crazy. Finally rageful. That was the Hulk that we think about. The rageful, crazy... Right? Um, he leaves Earth for a couple years. He comes back. And Infinity War, suddenly there's an ice cream named after him. Hmm, maybe the world doesn't hate him so much. We don't know. All we know is in Endgame, he's now Smart Hulk. Right. Right? Um, so, obviously, I think Hulk, I think Mark, Mark Ruffalo has already basically been, not confirmed, but I think we can all agree he's going to be in She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. He, he'll be in She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... And I'm, I'm hoping they go with the Maestro storyline sometime. That would be dope. That would be yeah. super dope. Um, but here, here, here's a here's a thought. Madripoor could very well potentially, the cameo that we're talking about, would not be surprising to me if <clears throat> James McAvoy made an appearance as Charles Xavier in Madripoor okay. and what he's okay. telling Falcon and Winter Soldier, or they have a conversation, or they reference it somehow, some way, shape, or another, he... He has wealth. He has the ability to create a safe place for mutants. Um, I would not be surprised if that cameo appearance is Cap uh, Charles Xavier. Uh, I don't know if it would be James McAvoy. Uh, that's just my, my goal. I love that guy. He was so perfect. I, I would love to see him. Okay. Let, let's, let's talk about that for a second. If it was James McAvoy, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Now there's the whole with Jamie Foxx being Electro. We're pulling, and you mm -hmm. know, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson again. We're pulling from these other uh, other universes, uh, and you know, we're pulling from actors from there. Now, Electro, um, you know, we'll, we'll put a pin in that for a second. <laughs> yeah, but well, uh, actually, I have, I have, boom, I know exactly how to respond to you, but continue. okay. But, um, yeah, if it were James McAvoy using these other actors like Jamie Foxx and J.K. Simmons, that would make sense. But, mm -hmm. um, okay, before you get to what you're saying, 
explain to the listeners who may not know what Madripoor is. Explain to them what it is. So Madripoor is basically um, a safe island, if you will. It's kind of, it's a safe space for mutants, X-Men. Um, it has, a, this is why a lot of people assume Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine has probably, of all the X-Men, the most amount of ties to Madripoor. Um, but basically it's just like a, it's a, a metropolis for mutants. Okay. So it's kind of like Genosha. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, it, like I said, I, I'm not saying, so if, if you are listening, I am not saying Charles Xavier is going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> what I am saying, however is that there is a very, very, very pertinent and important cameo in Falcon and Winter Soldier that will be mind-blowing. Right. Right? I would not, like I said, I would not be surprised if Falcon and Winter Soldier end up at Magipur, Charles Xavier is talking to them, and he, you know, talks about, hey, if you run across anyone who has suddenly... Became mutant, if you will. He'll use the word mutant because they can now. If you right. see anyone who has mutated genes and they suddenly have powers that they didn't have before, tell them about me and where I am located. I will keep them safe. I will help them and guide them on how to use their powers safely. That would be, in my opinion, and I, I try to think like Kevin Feige. If I was Kevin Feige, what would I be doing? That would make the most sense. You, you could introduce the X-Men without doing it in a film, without throwing a huge origin story in there. You know, the origin story is already in there. Like, you, it's a five-second, it's a sentence, and all of a sudden the origin story starts, right? Uh, that, to me, would make the most sense if it was Charles Xavier. So I'm not saying it is, but that's where I'm leaning. Okay, let's... Um, so when you're saying that there, um, you know, him saying that, if you come across any quote-unquote mutants sent in my way, um, let, let me go to the whole Wolverine theory there. Okay. There is a comic, and I can't remember the exact title of the comic, but Neil Adams wrote and drew it. Uh, those familiar with Neil Adams, he is a very legendary writer and artist. He's been around for a very long time. Um, his big thing was Batman and Green Arrow and Green Lantern. That was his big thing. But he did an X-Men right. comic, and it was kind of like a, a prequel kind of comic. It was about a young Charles Xavier and Wolverine being like the, as old as he is with his healing factor, he kind of came to Charles Xavier as he was young and pretty much mm -hmm. told him, he says, I can't do this. I don't have the personality. I don't have... You know, I don't have the care as you do, and I, you know, just too much, to, too much going on in my life. That you need to start the school for gifted youngsters. And so, if it would be Wolverine saying, you know, you know, send them my way if they're mutants, you know, that could go along lines of that saying how Wolverine tried it at first, and then eventually we'll see Charles Xavier starting it up as Wolverine passed it on to him. Right. That's, I like that. That's very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I, honestly, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be great. 
Um, I honestly think just this, the layout, the slate that Marvel has right now, I don't think we're going to see bad content from Marvel for uh, quite a few years. I think all of us are going to be very pleased with what's coming. Um, and I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is actually going to blow our minds more than we think. I think a lot of people, myself included, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's going to be an action-packed punching, punch, punch, pump, flying around, doing cool stunts. That's what I think we all imagine. But what I also think we're going to see is the baseline, the foundation for a lot of things. Thunderbolts, X-Men, Mutants, Madripoor, uh, so many possibilities. And uh, not just that, but the the aftermath of Endgame. What are, what are the so Sokovia Accords like? What's General Thunderbolt Ross doing? Uh, you know, et cetera. There's so many dots that will be connected and foundations that will be right. laid in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I think William Hurt, I think that's the guy, the actor's name that plays Thunderbolt Ross. Um, yes. He is in Black Widow. Uh, yes. He plays a good-sized role in there, at least assuming from the trailers and stuff. But Black Widow, I mean, obviously she's dead now in the current timeline. Mm -hmm. But uh, Black Widow will take place between Civil War and Infinity War. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that will show his time there. But, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is in the current timeline. So we right. still got to know what he's doing now. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... And I think you brought this up the other day when me and you were just kind of messaging back and forth, but... Um, when the Thunderbolts, I'm not even going to say if, I think I can I can basically just connecting dots, what I've heard, layout, etc. I think the Thunderbolts are for certain. I think it's a certainty, especially after the news this morning that Marvel is going to be bringing back characters from the early movies. Right. Let's also talk about the Incredible Hulk for a brief second. Remember the end when uh, the, the, guy, the doctor who was trying to help him falls down and cuts his head? Oh, like, yeah. The yeah, leader. The leader. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Samuel so Stearns. they, I think when they say characters from early Marvel movies, I think that's one of the ones they are referring to more than others. Yeah. Because what I heard, and this was about a year ago, is that the leader would be the villain of the Thunderbolt show or movie. Okay. That's what I heard. Uh, so segue that to Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, that picture that I showed you earlier, or I t told you about with right. three people standing, assuming Zemo becomes trustworthy enough to be part of a squad. I would love to see Baron Zemo be the leader of the Thunderbolts like he was in the comics. I would love to see Ghost return. She was amazing. Abomination, Justin Hammer. Like I said, when that happens, I, I think this Falcon Winter Soldier, I think it's going to surprise people. It's not just going to be some fighting and some stunt moves. It's going to have a lot more depth. And I think, like I said, it is going to be a major foundation piece for the future of the MCU particularly anything to do with mutants and or the X-Men. Right. So let's remind everybody, um, so okay, this is the Geekery update. Um, we'll, we'll create you some social meds where you can uh, get uh, medicated <laughs> for the Geekery update. Check us out on those. But where else can they find you, Brian? Uh, Facebook and Twitter. Brian Beggs, they can find me in Geek Life. There's a Facebook page we have called Geek Life. I, uh, I post a lot of stuff in there. And I'm oh, not yeah. the only one because a lot of news gets reported in there. Uh, reliable, sourceful information. 
we very seldomly see we got this covered in Cosmic News resources, and when we do, pretty good at calling it out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're a good group to be a part of, but you can find me on Twitter and or Facebook. Okay, well, you can uh, find me. Um, I'm Alan D. Lyons. Um, I am a self-published author. I got three books now, Hostage 100, Full Steam Ahead, and Sasquatch and the Scorpion. Um, and all the self-publishing uh, I've got through the lion's den. So I have a page for that. I have a podcast for that in which I do talk about those books. I read excerpts and I'd kind of tell you what's going on in the writer's life. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my wife just started me a, a Twitter account for that. TTLD Allen D. Lyons. So TTLD isn't through the lion's den than Alan D. Lyons. So that's my Twitter there. And then, um, yeah, you can find me on Geek Life as well. And, um, you know, like I said, this is an offshoot of the Brain Digestion podcast. So there's that you could go listen to. And Brain Digestion is a uh, product of Chewing on Brains, which Brian and I are uh, co-founders of. Um, we're not the only co-founders, but we are. So you can check out Chewing on Brains. Uh, we've got a Facebook uh, page for that. And we also have a group. If you'd like to join the group and join our um, think tank, um, you can go ahead and request to join. There is a little questionnaire to fill out. Kind of tells about um, what your skills may be. But there's that. Um, so yeah, I think that pretty much covers where you can find me. Pretty much covers where you can find Brian. And so I invite you to look forward to the next episode of the Geekery Update. Next week, baby. All right.